the uh, communion meditation is from uh, Isaiah chapter 11, and we'll read um, verse 10 through 12. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people, people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. He will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersion of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Dear Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are blessed to come into your presence in corporate worship today. Thank you for forgiving our sins. Thank you for giving us your Son that we might be saved from hell and from our sins and be united in Christ. Help us to delight in your goodness today. Guide us into truth and into comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I liked Pastor Kaiser's idea of doing the names of God for a communion meditation. So uh, I wanted to do the same thing for Christ. And uh, so, of course, I got a new book. And uh, this is The Portraits of Christ that talks about the different ways that Christ is presented, the different uh, symbols and names that is used for Him. I also want to learn more about Christ in the Old Testament. That's the last uh, communion meditation I did was on Deuteronomy 18, and we talked about how Christ was the prophet. It's so ec exciting to me, Paul preaching Christ from the Old Testament. I love this in Acts 28. Paul was, quote, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. There must be a lot in the Old Testament about Christ. Well, in this passage, we have Christ referred to as a banner. And so what does it mean that Christ is a banner? So let's look at the verse. Verse 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. And in that day. So the timing here, of course, uh, Isaiah is written about 740 B.C. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. So we're going to be talking about the kingship of David. Now David became king in 1056 B.C. So we're talking about something that's going to come in that day in the future from David, but David has been dead for about 300 years. So we're looking forward to a new king in the line of David, and whoever this is is going to do some amazing things. Now let's, let's read um, verse 1 as well, 11 verse 1. There came forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. That's a little bit difficult to keep these things together. We've got a rod and a stem and a branch and a root. But basically, we have a rod or a shoot that comes from the stem of Jesse, Jesse, David's father, and a branch shall grow out of that. Earlier in Isaiah in chapter 4, Christ was also referenced as a branch. But here, the branch 
develops into a banner. And we see that in, um, in verse 10. There shall be a, a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner. So what is a banner? When we think of a banner today, I think we, we mainly think of like, a, like a, um, something that we make, like a poster or something that hangs on, on a wall, maybe something that you, that you hold up in an event. But actually, it's a war flag. That's w- what's, what's in mind here. And you've seen those in the movies. You've, you've seen paintings of them when, when military units have those. So banners do th- three things for military units. First of all, they draw them near. Secondly, they move them forward into action. And third, they give rest. Not retreat, as Pastor Kaiser said in his introduction, but rest. When I was a um, commander of an Air Force squadron, the way that I took command is they handed me the flag, the military flag. We call it a guidon. So I took that, and that's how I took command. And it stayed in my office. And whenever we would go out for different events, somebody would come take that and would go with us. So for um, PT, physical training, we would, we would take that out, and we would run behind that. And uh, we would also take it to um, ceremonies so that you know who, who we were. We would draw near. We would gather around that. And then at the end, when we were done, we would gather around that to rest. So let me just read a, a little bit about this idea of Christ and a banner and a war flag. This is what the writers of this book read. And if you think it's bad now, consider the world before Christ died and rose again and the apostles went out to preach the gospel. Christ died and rose again and went to preach the gospel. Sorry, went to preach the gospel. The nations perennially conspire against God and His anointed, Psalm 2. People, even those who are outwardly numbered with God's people, will not have the Lord Jesus Christ to rule over them, Luke 19. And always the prince of this world is at work in those who are in disobedience and leads, quote, them captive to do his will. God has, however, raised the banner in the person and work of Jesus. God is fighting back. Jesus Christ, our banner, is the second Adam, who in John Henry Newman's words, Quote, to the fight and to the rescue came. In fact, the Messiah is the Christus victor. He has already won. His victory is accomplished even now. Christ, our banner, is first lifted up on the cross, John 3, and later is lifted up as a judge, John 12, Philippians 2, Hebrews 7. The war goes on, but the victory is secured. Jesus is Christus victor. So what he's doing here in the ban- as a banner is he's calling the Gentiles to him. Let's read verse 11. It shall come in to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, Pathros, Cush, and from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. So he's drawing Gentiles to himself. Paul uses this verse in Romans 15 when he is telling the Romans to be unified. Jews and Gentiles brought together 
This is what it says in Romans 15, 12. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, and in him the Gentiles hope. Let's look at verse 12. And he will set up a banner for the nations. So this, this banner is to draw nations to himself. You know, sometimes we think today that Christianity is becoming less attractive in the world. But let's not think that way. Because really, ultimately, it's not up to the world's sentiment. It's up to Christ's decree and his power. So I like to go to, you know, the, the surveys that show how the sentiment is going in the nation and that kind of stuff. And it, it looks pretty bad. But we need to understand it's not up to the world's sentiment. It's up to Christ and His power. And He draws nations. You know, the early gospel message had at its core the kingship of Jesus. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 10. He says that we will be brought before kings. Paul, on the road to Damascus, when Jesus meets him, he says that he's going to preach to three different groups of people. This is in Acts 9.15. Do you remember who they are? The Gentiles, the people of Israel, and there's a third category of people, kings. That's who Paul's going to preach to. This was, this was part and parcel of the, of the early gospel message. Why do you think Constantine confessed Christ? Christ drew nations to himself. And we need to recover this part of the gospel. This is the... It's right there in the Great Commission, isn't it? Disciple the nations to obey him. So Christ is drawing nations to himself. Let's go back to verse, to verse 10. Let's read this. Last line. And his resting place shall be glorious. Now, the word for resting place here in the Hebrew is the same word for Zion. And Zion, of course, is the name used for Jerusalem. It is the resting place of God. And so Jesus, his glorious resting place is in Zion, heavenly Jerusalem. He's there. And so are we. Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Spiritually, we are with Christ in Zion, in a glorious resting place. We're not there physically. There's more to be done. The next chapter in Hebrews tells us that there's, there's an ultimate city, there, that there is a city that will continue forever. But right now, spiritually, we are with Christ. And he draws us with a banner. So what are the three things a banner does? It draws us near. It moves us forward to action. And it tells us where to rest. Christ is our banner. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for um, giving us these concepts in your word that help us to understand the character of you, and what you do in the world. 
We thank you that you are drawing nations to yourself. We repent of the, of the, of the fact that sometimes we are doubtful about that. Give us faith, Lord. Help us to understand your word. Father, we know your banner is still standing, and it will stand until your work is complete. We praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen.